Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Woolahan, and before we get to our fantastic episode with Pat McCulley from the Harry Potter Conference, I have to tell you about some upcoming shows. October 25th, I will be appearing at the Kennet Flash, so please come see us at Kennet Square, and I will be hosting a night of fantastic comedy at the Kennet Flash, so please come see me and past guest Dave Primiano, along with some other fantastic comedians. Also, we will be appearing at South Jersey Geek Fest in Woodbury, New Jersey on October 29th for some cosplay pro wrestling. Be sure to see all the fallout from 8-Bit Mania as we go into South Jersey Geek Fest in Woodbury, New Jersey, October 29th. Then on October 30th, we will be doing an episode of this very podcast at GameCon in Atlantic City, New Jersey in the Tropicana Casino. So please come see us there. And finally, be sure to remember, remember the 5th of November as we will be at the Northfield Library for 24 hours playing video games for Extra Life Day. We'll be raising money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, so please come out and support us or watch us live on twitch.tv slash plus two comedy. Also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by K&N Air Filters. K&N Automotive Replacement Air Filters are designed to increase horsepower and acceleration while providing outstanding engine protection. This simple-to-install air filter is backed by the K&N Million Mile Limited Warranty and will be the last air filter your vehicle will ever need. So please, go to knfilters.com slash podcast and get a great deal on a K&N replacement air filter with free shipping and a bonus hat. Uh, also, before I start the podcast, uh, we tried a little bit of some new software for recording this one, so this one's going to sound a little bit different. I'm not sure if I like it. So, please let me know if you like the old format or the new format, or if it sounds identical and I'm just trying to get comments. So, please get to us on Facebook and let us know what you think of the new audio software. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. ready for a podcast i'm ready for a podcast excellent people who are here for the podcast are not ready for the podcast who's here to do other things is currently being annoyed by a podcast good good hey aren't you part of a former uh understanding armada group good to have you here They've become less understanding since they've moved away from Armada. They found a more belligerent game. <laughs> this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Nerdvana. That's 3003 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. New Jersey. Excuse me. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Hulahan, and I am joined by the church's chicken to my KFC, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? I don't know church's chicken. Exactly. Okay. It's excellent. <laughs> is it? I know crown chicken. It's usually seen as a massive battle from across the street. From your Kentucky Fried. Huh. Yeah. So we, we have the Popeye's KFC here. like right o- over Always here. the best choice. Popeye's? But churches is what you go to when you have a lot of money and <laughs> almost nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe KFC is supposed to be the best. And then as the chicken quality goes down, the biscuit quality goes up. So the churches have really good biscuits. Unlike KFC, which have like this weird, crusty, yeah, microwaved ball of dough. I, I don't like either of Popeyes. So where do they fit in this equation? Church is below Popeyes. Really? Yeah, I would say. Gross. Now I'm offended. <laughs> I once lived in Watts, and there was a corner of Watts where there was a Church's of Kentucky Fried and what was that other one? 
Popeyes. 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 All on the same corner with a local guy on the fourth corner. I'd go to local guy. <laughs> and all four of those places couldn't make enough chicken. They were serving chicken 24 hours a day. <laughs> no, who is this man? <laughs> yes, I should introduce you. Uh, our guest this week is one of the co-organizers of the Harry Potter conference and the author of Into the Pensive, The Philosophy and Mythology of Harry Potter. Please give it up for Patrick McCauley. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I need my water. <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem at all. Now, we'd like to start with an icebreaker question. All right. Uh, this is a question that was last b left by our previous guest. All right. Uh, this was left by uh, Jess Fricano, the uh, co-owner of Storybookland. And uh, she would like to know, uh, which direction do you hang the toilet paper roll? Uh, we oh. come off the top at our house, and this right. is a big, major political event. Thank you. There is battles in our house. We have four people in our house and a dog, and the dog Which is opposed. The dog, the dog is underneath. Because no, <laughs> that way you can get the thing going, uh, and it keeps coming off. off. With it. Yeah. And then it's all fun for at least a half an hour, and the punishment comes later, but it's worth the cost. Yes. <laughs> the cat's like over the top as well, so you can just kind of pull oh. at it and things like that. But nice. over the top. Hardcore over the top. We have an SPA, SPCA uh, high kill shelter rescue dog, and the dog is just happy to be alive every day. <laughs> and even toilet paper is a kill policy. It was for dogs that mess with I am the not, toilet paper. <laughs> the dog's name is Alabama because that's where she came from. <laughs> <laughs> Will, are you over the top? I want to warn you that Patrick has a high kill policy when it comes to this. Before you I'm answer. Worried. I if you if you're asking me I will say over the top but I don't actively pay attention to it like I, mm. I the toilet paper is there and then I'm done with it and then I don't care and if you you've got to be a little bit more open minded there are many other toilet paper options these days in the standard role this like, is true and you've got to recognize there's a wide world out there we must be open minded to the difference well I've seen the ones that are are they're they're vertical. Mm -hmm. And those people are monsters. Yeah, they that don't. Yeah. Awful. They don't, as a matter of fact, uh, I had an experience. I won't say where I was. Uh, <laughs> where I went to use the bathroom, and someone had just clawed a handful out of the toilet paper roll, like a drunk girl eating a loaf of bread. And I have no idea what would drive a person to do that. What kind of strength? I feel like. I don't think I could rip a chunk of toilet paper off like that. No, clearly they were they were drinking something that gave them superhuman yeah, jaw absolutely. strength. Doing like super soldier shots. That's right. With a little Jägermeister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of bad decisions come from Jägermeister. Uh, but tell us please about, because I feel like the ice is sufficiently broken after that question. Well, thank you very much. Uh, tell us please about the Harry Potter Conference. All right. The Harry Potter Conference is in its fifth year this year, and we are at near capacity as, as of this afternoon. We had 381 registered attendees. We have 50 oh, wow. different presentations going on. And it will be going on on October 21st from 8.30 in the morning till 5.30 that evening. We have two plenary speakers. We have uh, three different subsections of the conference. Each of those subsections have five different sections, and each of the sections have five different essays. That's crazy. So you can get online, and very soon you'll be able to see all the essays that are going to be presented. And for $10, you can come and see any mix of them that you wish. And it's uh, there's going to be a po – we have podcasts going on. There's going to be a uh, – uh, let's see, what's it? Uh, Muggle Snuggle is coming and doing some music. Muggle Snuggle? You have to look it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, do you not know what they are? They're, they're, a, they're a duo who do uh, Harry Potter-themed kind of, um, I guess you would call it kind of happening. folk music. Okay. Um, Cuddle, cuddlecore rock? That, yeah, I think that, that makes sense. That sounds like, a real word? like a Thank thing. Thank research department. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if someone says a genre of music, it does exist. Yeah, that's true. That's what I've learned. Yeah, wizard rock is, is very popular. And apparently we're going to have an 80-piece choir with a backing uh, orchestra coming in for lunchtime. That's going to make that duo look like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we let them know they still want to come. All right, good, good. <laughs> uh, so, and one of the main figures we have coming in is a, is a professor from Italy. His name is Loris Vizzali, and he's done the world's leading research on the empathy effect of reading the Harry Potter series. It turns out that if you're a kid who grew up with a handicapped kid 
or um, somebody who's a refugee, that you will be empathetic to that group that you grew up with. However, Loris Vizzali has shown that if you read the Harry Potter series, not the movies, you, if you read the series, you will be more empathetic to people of difference than any other really? measured substance, even living with these people. Huh. I don't... I don't remember there being a lot of racists in Harry Potter. Well, sure. <laughs> don't you remember the Death Eaters? Well, yeah. <laughs> were they sympathetic to that? No, they were. They were talking about how being being somebody who based meaning on inheritance, genetic inheritance, was what Death Eaters do. And so you hang out with with uh, Hagrid, you hang out with werewolves, and okay. you you get used to hanging with people of difference, and all of a sudden. I don't know if I agree, because I've led, read the Lord of the Rings books, and I hate Scots and swarthy foreigners. Yeah, otherwise known as orcs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, there's Easternlings in, in Middle Eastern Absolutely. People, so and They're and, all evil. And don't you realize, you have to have a certain group of people in most in most uh, fantasies that you can kill without, you know, mm -hmm. ethical I said swarthy foreigners. <laughs> 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 but still humans, right? Yeah. Some yeah. of them are, yeah. <laughs> well, that's regrettable. Let's take that. Well, not for Tolkien. I don't think they're humans. They're no. They're some evil group. <laughs> the Southlanders or whatever they call them. <laughs> <laughs> so this conference. Yes. No, no. I want to talk about racism <laughs> and fantasy genres. There's a lot of conversation about that. Yeah. That is, Noah um, gets I bring it up a lot. Noah gets uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know enough about Lord of the Rings to have a stance. If you know, we'll keep saying black elves, if, if and it you and I very uncomfortable. If you and I work real hard, we can watch his head explode soon. Oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's building up. <laughs> already got a toothache. Uh, but the, the conference is taking place at uh, Chestnut Hill. It's in right? Chestnut Hill College, which is right on the edge of Philadelphia. Um, it's right in between the Morris Arboretum and uh, some of the most wooded areas. And you would have no idea that you're still in the city. And it's going to be happening right when the leaves start changing in a couple of weeks. It's a gorgeous thing. And it's part of a larger festival that involves, um, on Saturday, we have a Quidditch tournament that goes from <laughs> 10 in the morning until 5 at night. And last year, we had two visits from the ambulance. Um, and oh, we're very wow. proud of this. Um, it's the only college uh, sport where females and males are on the pitch at the same time. And there's no quarter given um, people get out there and they get really get bruised and hurt and it's a really cool you know position called beaters <laughs> yeah there's no doubt about it I mean they you have to stand back because they come flying off and they, they run into little kids and they, <laughs> they they only get to have this tournament once a year and they take it they practice all year long like the students do and they come from 15 different colleges in the area I mean it's really, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding this is a big deal You've, there's movies made about this thing now there's documentaries Mudbloods, you gotta see this movie. But, but Quidditch is dumb. It's the worst part of Harry Potter. If you have a Tri Wizard Cup, then I'll be in. Uh, <laughs> I know you have to get dragons wee. for that one, but I have played Quidditch. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is fun, <laughs> I and it's lie. bruising. It's it's like Australian rules football with a little with a broom in between your legs. Yes. Which, which is, I think, gives a little bit of preference to the females playing the game, if you want to know. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> I've, I've made some errors while playing Quidditch before. You don't want to turn right too easily. Uh, but just so uh, our audience uh, understands, this isn't a convention. This is a conference. No, um, the, 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 uh, the Chestnut Hill event has... It like a convention. It really, really isn't. Um, what happens is we have a once a week, uh, a once a year, one weekend, and the town goes bananas for Harry Potter. And it was... Nobody actually planned it. It was one of these things that happened out of serendipity. The, there was a couple of students, one, uh, one in particular whose name was Max, who saw a YouTube video of uh, Muggle Rules Quidditch... Uh, up in um, up in New, in New England somewhere, and he put together a club on campus. Got a hundred bucks to put the club together, and w within a couple of weeks, they had a tournament going on, and there was so much interest. They got about seven other colleges involved, and that was about seven years ago. The next year, the downtown of Chestnut Hill, which is a small a small township in uh, inside Philadelphia. Which is cobblestoned and old, perfectly suited for this. Got in on, they started turning all their, their, their uh, companies, their, their little storefronts into Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the the candy store turned into Birdie Bots and all this. And um, and what happened was just ten times as many people as they thought would show up sh showed up. You know, it was it was a huge success, both on campus and up in town. At that same time. 
Karen Wendling, who's a chemistry professor at the college, we were teaching a, um, an honors class, a year-long honors class on Lord of the Rings, Golden Compass, and Harry Potter. It was a, it was a science and religion class. I'll tell you more about it if you're interested. But <laughs> the class ent- ended with the students doing this huge paper on Harry Potter using the entire year as the background and the papers were so good that we just wanted to find a way to have other people see them okay so we put on that first year conference on that same weekend okay and we got a lot more attention than we ever expected so last year the event was so popular with so many people in chestnut hill that the the streets were shut down there were so many pedestrians walking up and down the street wow um that they had to shut down the traffic um so that's crazy so it has these three events it's our conference which is a strict academic conference there is the downtown event which is um very kind of uh, butterbeer and buy a wand and have fun you know buying some neat candy and then so the quiz that's tournament the convention part yeah i guess it, it's a little convention ish but okay. it doesn't have you're not going to put your nose up to people showing up Dressed as Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws and such. Well, there are people doing that, but mostly it's families coming with their kids. What and do you hate about conventions? I know. So I don't. I go up to Mysticon every year. I really like it, but it's a, it's a. In, when you go to Mysticon or LeakyCon, you know that when you go there, you're going to be. There's a lot of people doing cosplay, and they get very serious about it, and there are serious. Uh, attention paid to the fun you have in that style and everyone is a similar level of committed mm. right right whereas the downtown event in chestnut hill is really welcoming everybody mm. to put on a goofy hat and brandish a wand around even if it's made of plastic and you got it at the dollar <laughs> store gotcha. which is not really what cosplay people do as far as i <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they they treat their wands quite seriously so, so this is a a harry potter ted talk basically <laughs> <laughs> you know what that we might use that from now on <laughs> I love TED Talks. So. Ted Tonks. <laughs> Ted Tonks. I love it. <laughs> now, uh, you've also written a book. That's right. On the uh, philosophy and uh, mythology of Harry Potter. Tell us a little bit about the book, please. All right. So what happened was we, we, we were doing the conference and it started getting a lot of attention. Um, one of the things that's going on with the conference that's really interesting is that it has – when Karen and I put it together, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And what happened right away is that it became interdisciplinary in the way that no other academic con- a conference really does. You go to a chemistry con- conference and it's all chemistry. But when we started putting out a call for papers, we got one from librarian, one from a CIA agent. We got oh, wow. one from – I'm not kidding. She wrote this, this paper called, Is Voldemort a Terrorist? And we we oh, actually wow, <laughs> and that we, is super interesting. And that's she because t- he he overthrows a government. Uh huh. Yeah. Mildly legitimately. Uh huh. Mm, right. He's got followers. But yeah. was he a terrorist before he became? Well, where do you draw the line? All right. Exactly. It's a definitional takes thing. Power, he's no longer. A terrorist. I think we should get a philosopher in here to just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Where's that? laughs> so so um. We started uh, seeing this phenomenon of people coming in and using the popularity and the interest that was uh, coming out of the Harry Potter series. The students were coming in already having read the books, already wanting to talk about that. And all these professors were finding out that by making a class called the psychology of Harry Potter or the history of Harry Potter, that you get a lot of kids interested in history or psychology by simply comparing it or connecting it to the books. And all these professors who were doing this were coming to our our conference and we were getting this really interesting uh, take on how you could rethink academia, particularly at the, at the undergraduate level. And as soon as that started taking off, Schiffer Publishing came by and said, look, you know, we, we need you to write a book. And, yeah. and I said, well, what are you, you going to give me? Like a couple of years ago, well, you, you got six months. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So you wrote Pop this in six months? Well, I wrote the first draft in six months and then they wanted to wait and um, have it released uh, with with the conference. So I got an- another little while to to do some proofing and, and oh, editing. What a great scam <laughs> on an author. We need this in six months. All right, it's done. We really needed it in a year. Yeah, yeah it fix was, those typos. It was just a little bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> just a tiny one. <laughs> exactly. But that's how it came. And so, and the book is about. Uh, so I'm a philosophy and a religious studies professor. Uh, okay. And so, uh, the class that that Karen Wendling and I teach tries to bring people through the the basic idea of free will 
and responsibility. And we use, you know, Frodo and Sam, and we use Lyra and Will from these major epic journeys. And one of the points of that class is to show that that character isn't developed in one moment. There's not one day where you go from uh, from a coward to a, a courageous person. Right. That really you see the development of character over really long books. You know, so in Lord of the Rings, you watch. Uh, you watch the main characters leave the Shire and then little by little turn into something else. And the main theme of our class is to try to say that there's a Hollywood idea that in these great moments of test, you become the great hero or the great champion. But we want to go against that idea and say, look, when you're 11, you're capable of of just so much because you're 11 years old. Right. And so what I did with the book was try to look at what Rowling did. What she did was take advantage of seven years of development of kids between the ages of 11 and 17 and so um, I simply took elements of theology elements of different religions elements of literature elements of philosophy and charted how free will emerges from the age of 11 and 12 and 13 and 14 and how kids turn into adults little by little decision by decision okay so the book follows how free will develops not in a short single decision but over a long period of time that's incredible that's that's really interesting and yeah harry potter definitely seems like a great place to to study that because you go from sneaking off of uh hogwarts to leaving hogwarts and going camping well it's fascinating because um in all the great um hero voyages you know one of the one of the things about coming from childhood to adulthood is that when you're a kid not only do people give you the rules, like what time is it for bed and how much homework do you have? But you kind of need the rules because, right. you know, you need, ca- I mean, you need candy all the time. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I have a nine-year-old who, when I tell him he can't eat candy all the time, he looks at me like, how can you be this dumb and still have a job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would you just end happiness? Why? Why? <laughs> of course I can eat candy all the time. <laughs> so... Uh, but eventually you have to start making decisions yourself in, in little things like what music you pick and the nature right. of the friends that you have and and then how you uh, – as things develop, you have to – well, how important is loyalty to my friends? What does it mean to be uh, a guy that someone can trust in a relationship, um, whether it's romantic or a best friendship or something? But eventually um, – and this is true of almost all hero journey literature – the the person who needed a mentor, the person who was looked after by somebody older, some wise uh, figure – that figure abandons uh, the young person, and then the young person is left alone to become his own yes. mentor. And so you you know you see that with Sam and and uh, and Frodo. You you know you see it with Will and Lyra. You see it with um, with uh, Ron and and Hermione and, and Harry. And and they get really angry. They're like, "Where's where's our direction from? When, why didn't where's Dumbledore leave us? <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't supposed to be in charge of all this." And but that's what it is. When you become an adult, you have to be in charge of all this. And, Fascinating. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, before we move on to our next section, I got to ask, uh, what house are you? Uh, totally Huff and Puff. Yes. No question about yes. it. Yes. We're united Hufflepuffs here behind the table. You know what Rowling said about it is that her daughter um, Jessica, when she was about nine, said, "Say, mom, shouldn't we all want to be in Hufflepuff?" And she paused and said, "Oh." You're right. Yes, we should all <laughs> yeah. want to be in Hufflepuff. <laughs> Loyalty, badgers, Hufflepuff. See, mine is just like because I, I, my girlfriend cares a lot about house sorting, and she always accuses me of either being a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. And I was like, I would be, but I just don't. Ha- I don't care enough. <laughs> there's that ambition. So much, so much work to follow. Gumption and grit. Like I'll come up with a lot of schemes, but I just don't want to do them. Yeah. You're, so you're amity also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're loyal to Hufflepuff because you just don't feel like changing. Yeah, yeah I'll just stay here. I like these folks. I these know. folks are good. <laughs> I, I uh, meant so that on purpose. We like to geek out on this show, and we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Play. It's what we talk right. about what we're watching, what we're reading, what you're playing. Patrick, you're new to the group. What have you been watching? I have been watching the show Girls. Really? Yes. I am immersed in the show Girls. Like, uh, I originally had to put off put like a week in between each of the episodes because it was so disturbing but now i i have to i just i whenever everyone else goes to sleep i'm like flipping out the computer and watching another (laughs) yeah 
I'm not your average banana. Yes, I, mean, I have a huge problem with Grey's. Really? I ma- I made the attempt to watch it once, and it was a girl with no shirt on yelling at another girl, "You're a bad friend. Yeah. I'm a good friend." <laughs> You were bad, and I am good because you're a bad friend. Okay? I have that. That's I have that episode. Dialogue for this show. I have that episode memorized in my head right now. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you what happens next. <laughs> yeah, I really love that show. Is um, Kylo Ren in that episode. He, he, he's just going bad at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's Saturday Night Live. You're thinking Saturday Night Live. <laughs> So I've been watching a lot of girls. Uh, really getting into that. I'm I'm really surprised as you sit here with your book on philosophy and <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, it it comes from what I'm working on next. Uh, so what's going on is that despite the fact that I seem to be sitting here a male of the species, one chapter eleven in this book is about uh, this the the main theme of violence against women in the Harry Potter series. If you look carefully, there's lots of references. You know, Dumbledore's whole plotline starts with his sister when her when his sister gets raped by Muggle boys when she's younger, and Harry's plotline starts with uh, with uh, Tom Riddle's mother getting abused as a female in the uh, yeah. Melvolo household. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, for example, the house ghosts, uh, the Grey Lady was murdered by the Bloody Baron, and that's why he is the Bloody Baron. And yeah. And she gets murdered not with a wand but with a knife. And when you think about that, that's really a violent thing to do. Yeah. Um, muggles violently murder women. Um, but if you're a, a, a wizard and do that, you really have to want to do that. Yeah. Um, so the, I, a lot of this book is dedicated to the point of getting to understanding how big a deal violence against women is and how uh, the female author – uh, J.K. Rowling is really trying to make that an issue without whacking you on the head with it because she yeah. knows that it's a kid's book. But if you think of like Katie Bell, you know, and what happens to her, that she gets touched through a small hole in her glove and she gets thrown backwards in a kind of almost like a crucifix kind of, you know, arms right. spread out. Um, if you if you have eyes to – if you know what to look for, you can see that she's making reference to something. Um, but it, but if you don't, if you're a little kid just reading the book, it's yeah. just it's just Katie Bell in the air. Mm-hmm. So or an idiot like me, yeah, I never thought of this. <laughs> well, it's all over the place. Once you start to see it, it's a pattern that goes all the way through, like breadcrumbs through the forest. And um, so this book, the chapter eleven, really gets into that. And you know, if you look like Fenrir Greyback, I mean, he's um, not a he's not a a, del- a delightful character. He right. enjoys eating children, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. She does wait until the to the to the last book to really start to talk about heavier this kind of things in graphic detail, like with the gray lady. But it's always there; it's always part of it. So um, when this book got finished, and you know, it started getting a little bit of attention. Uh, Schiffer, the publisher, said, "So what are we talking? What are we doing next?" And so I started noticing that if there's there's I'm a philosopher and a theologian, but I also have a degree in literature, and one of the things that I really like to see is that some people read books for for entertainment, but other people read books and they do a lot more with it. And they um, there there are many people who look at great epic literature and see it almost like their own mentor, their own Gandalf, or their own um, uh, you know guide, and right. and they create a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose through their own reflection by means of reading some of these books. And so I started to notice that there was a significant change going on in that the Hermione character and the Luna character are really unprecedented characters. That you have a relationship between Harry and Hermione that isn't romantic, and yet it's Mm -hmm. a partnership. There's no way that Harry becomes what he becomes without... Hermione never ever betraying him or giving yeah. up on him, mm-hmm. and her skill and her determination and her self confidence, um, that kind of character. If you look around literature, there's not a lot of precedence yeah. for a 16 year old or a 15 year old girl who's taking things into her own hands and neither taking over nor sitting back. Yeah, you know, um, and beca- and waiting to be rescued. I mean, she's she's doing most of the rescue. She punches, you know, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> And so I started noticing that uh, that if you look at, um, for example, um, 
uh, Divergent, or you look at um, no, uh, Hunger you. Games. Yeah, I'd rather um, not look at Divergent. We can talk about yeah, Hunger Games. Well, is cool. Even if you don't like the story, you see a female character who's not waiting to be rescued, yeah, nor waiting to be told what to do or who to become, right? And um, I mean, they're, they're being forced I'm, upon. I'm to not going to argue with that. You work with what you've got. Um, but um, one of the things that I like about the Hunger Games um, is the often not talked about elements in which you see Katniss irritated by young men who are interested in dating her, for lack of a better term, but she's too busy not dying yeah. and rescuing her family. That's very important. You know, and she's like, you guys are all upset that I haven't made a choice yet, but you know what? My sister and mother might die, Yeah. and so I've been trying to feed them food. Yeah. You know, and so this idea of um, so I so I'm thinking about a book that we would call something like Diana Rising. Diana is the Greek goddess that um, uh, is a the virgin huntress. You know, who's okay. she's and by virgin, all that means is that she's not defined by the male gaze, and okay. she's defined by her subjective skill and her ability to be out there by herself taking care of things. And so I've been immersed in looking at the presentations of females that isn't in the objectified stance instead of looks at them or talks about them or draws them out as subjects of their own heroic voyages. So yeah, that's why I'm watching Girls, and that's why um, – Yeah, in your face, uh, Noah. <laughs> Dang. I'm guessing you have five months to finish that book. You know what? I just, I just spoke with them. I was at Comic Con up in New York, and and uh, they were saying, you know, they were asking me what's going on, and I'm like, well, I got this thing in the hopper. They're like, when can we have it? <laughs> Give me some time. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even committing to this until I get a couple more chapters written. <laughs> uh, how about you, William? What have you been reading? Or well, I'm sorry, watching. No, I'm watching. What are you watching? Uh, actually, have, a, have you seen Marco Polo? No, I really want to though. You should. It, it it's. There's this amazing thing in it where like there's there's fighting because a lot of it's influenced by uh, Chinese martial arts movies. Uh-huh. And when the men fight, they just fight like normal people. But all of the women have been granted the uh, I forget the director's name, but the crouching tiger. Yeah, yeah, dragon. the flying ability. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah. fight like mm-hmm. Chinese martial arts mm-hmm. powers, and like there's they're all superheroes, and none of them are like weak characters. And it's I love the, that. I, I didn't love the show. Second episode starts. There's a there's a naked woman. A bunch of guys run in. I watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, well, I know what happens here. And she kills all of them. It's <laughs> like, this show's great. <laughs> okay, you got me sold. Yeah, it's called but, Marco uh, Polo, huh? Marco yeah, Polo, Netflix. it's a Netflix. And all right. Another Netflix original that I'm watching is Luke Cage, and it's awesome. Yeah. I, I cried in the last episode I watched. Oh, I, I got to finish Jessica Jones first, but I will it's, definitely get Jessica to Jessica Jones is really good, but Luke Cage is phenomenal right. it's it's a lot like stranger things in that they they stylize it as a 70s exploitation series yeah and they nail it but it's really? still you but it's modern day and that doesn't clash somehow they found like the, yeah and he talks like a black like shaft okay. <laughs> do, yeah he has all his comic book catchphrases and stuff that's great and he, it like it doesn't throw you off. It's masterful. Also, what, thank you. We say, always say the name of that show again. Hmm? What's the name of that show again? Luke Cage. Luke oh Cage. yeah, I've heard of that. There's a lot of people up in New York talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it just in came out like a few minutes in Harlem. ago. Yeah. yeah <laughs> minutes I watched. I, I was <laughs> NPR was talking about it about a week and a half ago. Yeah. It, it yeah. came out like a week. Blowing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's great. Also, thank you for bringing up Stranger Things because we almost made it through this segment without bringing it up. And uh, you got to bring up Stranger Things every Why would you not? Uh, real quick, I've been watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Okay. I've been uh, rewatching. I, I got way behind, so I'm just going through it. And uh, I watched that episode. Feel shame. I do. I feel real shame. <laughs> and I watched an episode on Guantanamo Bay. And uh, it turns out that the most read book in Guantanamo Bay is the Harry Potter series. Why do you think that is? They have it in the most languages. Well, of course. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> and it was very interesting because they talked to someone who was freed from Guantanamo Bay, and he actually says uh, it was hard but also helpful to read about Azkaban. Oh. And I was like, wow, that's... That's awful. Yeah, that's a really weird like <laughs> parallel that's too perfect and scary yeah. to exist in our reality. Yeah, not to mention the the the, the metaf- the 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 mentors are metaphors for clinical depression. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Ugh. So yeah, he and he talks about it's like yeah, they're just trying to take all of my joy away <laughs> yeah. by having me here until there's no soul left. Yeah, but a body still incarcerated. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So I thought that was pretty interesting, uh, but I just want to bring that 
that up real quick as I throw it back down to Patrick and ask you what you're reading. All right. I am reading right now with my my 9-year-old and 11-year-old. We are reading Never-Ending Story. Really? Yeah. We, oh, they, that's awesome. We found a, a, a VHS copy at a library sale of the original movie from the 80s, and they binge-watched it. They watched yeah. it over and over and over again. Did you watch the second one? And we, you know, we know about it, but we have not watched it yet. <laughs> that We've, was my favorite. Yeah, second, the second one was really better. good. Surprisingly, I don't. Better's not a word I would use. More <laughs> I, interesting. Yes, yeah. I heard what you're saying. It, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weirder, but it's a whole. I love things that create their own universe. Yeah, that's yeah. and never-ending. It's not a cliche fantasy. Trope. Yeah, it really is different. Um, and so we're going. So one of the rules we have with the kids in the house is that we can't watch the movie until we've read the book. So oh, wow. we're, we're, we just finished Order of the Phoenix, and so we're just I we're be get, afraid to read that book. We're getting ready to watch that movie because we just it's finished a book about the yeah. book that has like in pretty we soon just you're started be reading it. I haven't names. seen my children yep. since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we didn't know that there was a book called Never Ending Story, but when we got this Honestly, VHS for a buck, um, but then I started doing a little work into it because some of the patterns in the movie, even the original movie, were fantasy interesting in terms of creation of a new world. Is there a silver Ouroboros on the book yeah i mean that little man that that the ma- snake yeah it um, there's well there's the, the luck dragon and all that stuff is is uh, but it's it's i read some stuff last night about uh, that some of the best stuff i've ever read um and i had to like put the kids to bed and go guys i, I have <laughs> to go back this. i have to go read this again so <laughs> they were doing just to give you an idea they were doing this reverse um you know, when you're reading a fantasy a fantasy novel you have to give the novel What's called a suspension of disbelief, where you right. like let it be real. Well, in this book, they have it go the other way. They have it be that w- the characters from the book, when they get sucked out of the book, they become something in the real world. But what they become in the real world is lies and prejudices that affect your thinking without you knowing it. Huh? And I'm I'm like, that's really really smart. That's yeah. really spooky and smart, huh. you know. That's wild. Um, and how it affects adults more than it affects children, and 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 so um, and so, so and this comes out of a werewolf. The werewolf tells this story, um, and so it's. Um, I'm really getting into it. I don't know how it's going to end, um, and uh, I like this idea of he's blurring that the author is blurring the lines between reality and fictional world by having the person reading the book play a part in the book, right? Um, and so it's three layers of reality. You know, there's the person reading the book really in our world, and then this Bastian character who's reading the reading a book in his world, and then he's following the character in the books that he's reading. But he's got to cross the plane and get into the land of the okay. never-ending story. And so he's playing with that idea of suspended disbelief, and that's f- for me as a, as a literature person, but also as a religion person, crossing. They call it the third wall in in theater or in movies where the fourth wall. Yeah. Sorry, the fourth wall. Sorry, thanks for that. Where we would have got letters. I was going to let it go. That. I'm sorry about the letters. Um, uh, but that idea of there's a separation between the people watching and the people participating, or the characters who are really existing. And as a person who studies religion and literature, the breaking or not breaking of that compact is what I spend a lot of time studying. You know, how do how much do I believe it's real? Yeah. Both in religion and in literature. Huh. That sounds really awesome. <laughs> uh, me and Will are now going to talk about stupid books. <laughs> I read a real book. <laughs> but I'm also reading a really great book that you're going to love. You think you won't, but you will. It's called Cinderella Ate My Daughter. I could not put it down. What? <laughs> it's, it's a book about how this pink princess mania has taken over female childhood. Okay, that makes more sense. I thought it was a horror story. Yeah. It is a horror story, just in reality. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the most horrible story you can imagine. And then I wrote, I'm reading this book called, um, I'm halfway through this thing called um, Enlightened Sexism, where the Spice Girls taught the world that what feminists really want is to be in hot pants all the time. Well, some of them might, and that's their right. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, we're a little, we're actually a little tight on time, so I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm going to keep it on you and ask you uh, what you're playing. <laughs> oh no, I stopped him. I'm, I'm very bad. I'm very bad. Uh, so I was, I was one of the. I'm, I'm 51 years old, so I was there when Atari was brand new, right? And where my father got that for me in 1976. And uh, the last video game I played was um, 
Space Invaders. Really? That was the last game. It's a good oh. game. Yeah, it's a good choice. Have you played a, any board games? Yeah. yeah our, my boys and I just got into chess. We just oh, started. Okay, there you chess go. just hit the hit, hit the house. Oh, I love chess. I haven't played chess in so long. Anymore. Well, what's cool about it is that um, my, our family comes from from Scotland, and there's an island off the coast called the Isle of Lewis, where our clan comes from, and they discovered 150 years ago this this chess set um, called the Lewis Chess Set, which is which is uh, the one that in the first Harry Potter movie there's that great giant chess set. Yes. Um, that set is based off the Lewis set that actually is historical. So I bought a set like that for my dad for Christmas, and my kids haven't been able to put it down. And yeah. so we got into it that way. Love chess. <laughs> yeah. My, my strategy was always to let other people show me what they were going to do, and then I would... <laughs> Adjust accordingly. Are you a big castle person, or I'm a big play with nine year olds person. That's pretty good, you know. And so I win a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great strategy too. Only playing with nine year olds. I I highly recommend it as an excellent strategy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how about you, Will? What have you been playing? I played chess yesterday. Really, you went with chess? Yeah, I. uh... Did you play against a nine year old? No. I was at the the Ren Fair and we were in a this chapel bookstore place and we. You talking chess. about like the giant chess? That's that's a show. Yeah, I commanded. <laughs> You're not supposed to go up there. <laughs> yeah, they were not happy about it. They started whacking you with things. But I told them that this was America. The monarchy has no power over me. <laughs> well, pour down my Lipton iced tea. <laughs> but did you find that you had certain rules that you had to abide by on the board when you got on there? You could only go diagonally, or maybe you could only go up one well, and some over of the, two. Some of the actors were not trained to fight, and some of them were, so that was a real problem. So, were they called pawns? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but how was the chess game, though? Did you win? Did you lose? I don't, I don't even know. It sounds like he lost his dignity. Yeah, I got kicked out of the fair. I didn't lose my dignity. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I so commonly am. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, it was my anniversary with my girlfriend recently. Well, congratulations uh, very much. Why, thank you. Uh, so to celebrate, uh, we decided we were going to do an inflatable 5K. So we went to the Flying W, which is a bar slash airport. And there was a 5K obstacle course full of inflatable obstacles. That five kilometers? Run. Yes, five kilometers. Uh, it wasn't just inflatables. Like you did it, you did an obstacle, and then there was running. Uh, and they were also like really chintzy on making sure it was 5k, because it was just like, yeah, run that way and then come back before you do something. <laughs> 5k ish. It's like, all right, there's nothing over here. This is dumb. So, are you wearing inflatables? Like you were like dressed up as a sumo wrestler? No, it, was or like, it started with you like climbing this big inflatable wall, and then you went down a big slide. And then there was like... An was there alcohol at this event? Yes. <laughs> uh, it was nine in the morning when we went. Of course. We had some uh, pumpkin shandies. And uh, so much fun. Oh, my. Everyone... There's, this should be the only type of 5K that there is. Yeah. I don't know. The other ones are awful. Yeah. So, they come with sweating and panting. Yeah. Yeah. Very dumb. Well, I did one and they threw powder at me. That was the Oh, worst. the color run? Yeah. yeah. Stupid. <laughs> you could be in a bouncy castle. <laughs> <laughs> with booze. Yeah. So. <laughs> with Loki trying to kill you? It was Loki trying to kill us. Uh, th- there's a few obstacles that were a little phoned in. Like there was one where it was a cage full of beach balls. I didn't so, like, like that you had idea. To, like fight your way through the beach balls. That sounds but we, terrifying. But we didn't get there first, so we there was, was no beach balls left. It was a cage full of deflated beach balls. <laughs> it was like, all right, we. This brings up some really, really unfortunate imagery. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. You got there really late, and all the plastic things were already deflated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went through a uh, beach ball graveyard. <laughs> That's not cool. But the part that was, were working, I, I did some flips for flair and stuff like that. <laughs> style, so much fun. style points. Yes, I highly recommend everybody gives that a try. Say it again. What was the name of that? Uh, it's the Insane Inflatable 5K. Uh, it was pretty cheap, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, Comes there was with booze. Beer. There was beer there. So I highly recommend it. Give it a try. I'm in. Uh, and that's going to do it for what you watch and what you read and what you play. And we end all of our podcasts with a game. It's time for host versus guest versus audience. This week, where's my bag? I, I was cleaning up my home, and I found a prize that I was positive we had gotten rid of. Uh-oh. But apparently, I still own this. 
where is it? Here we go. This is Airheads on DVD. What? Yeah. This has been a prize for many, many podcasts. going to take this wow. and yet Brendan has, Fraser. We have and Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler. Yeah, successfully defended that every time. Uh, Patrick, what did you bring? I brought a copy of my book, Into the Pensieve. Excellent. I'm super interested in that. <laughs> Will, I need you to win this week. I'll let you keep airheads. Oh, good. Uh, so to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member. But they need to bring a prize for us to win. Oh. Since we're putting up these amazing prizes. What did you guys bring this week? Uh, that is Reese Cups with Reese Pieces on the inside. Oh. That's it's, insanity. It's a booyah base of Reese's. Yeah. That's, it's, it's just it's madness. Uh, any other takers? Any other takers? We take cash. I, I, I will take the Reese's Pieces with the Reese's Pieces. All right. Reese Cups, you win. Come on up here. <laughs> Hey. Hey, introduce yourself. Hey, it's Laura. What's hey, up? Hey, Laura. Welcome back on the show. Uh, today, we will be playing a brand new game. This game is called Sorting Hat. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, according to them, went through a rigorous and, and tech, checked a lot of stats and sorted 300 different celebrities into the four Hogwarts homes. I will tell you one of the celebrities. You just need to tell me what Hogwarts house they were sorted in. According to Entertainment Tonight? According to Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment (laughs) Weekly. (laughs) Who is the clear and recognized authority? Not not tonight. (laughs) They have a whole week, okay? And less belly bush. You, as a Harry Potter expert, not quite at the level... Of Entertainment Weekly. I completely bow in deference to their superior intelligence. So everyone will get a chance to answer every question. Uh, We'll start with Will, and then we'll go down, and we'll we'll change the order up. Uh, And our first celebrity is Vin Diesel. What do you think Vin Diesel is? He's a Gryffindor. You're going to say he's a Gryffindor? Vin Diesel. The the characters he plays are the actual guy. The actual guy. Yeah, you got because he plays Dungeons & Dragons. He's a huge nerd. you got to factor that in. Uh, He's Slytherin. Slytherin? Vin Diesel's a Hufflepuff. Oh, really? You said that very confidently. Vin Diesel is a Hufflepuff. Well, according <laughs> to Entertainment Weekly, Vin Diesel is a Slytherin. Right. So that is a point for Incorrect. Patrick. Incorrect. But Groot. See, I bet you guys guys were doing this. Groot. <laughs> uh, Patrick, we'll start with you on this one. And it's Bob Marley. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'm going to go Hufflepuff because he was, like, real high, like, all the time. <laughs> good reasoning, good reasoning. I'm going to be contrary and say Gryffindor. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but Bob Marley was a Hufflepuff. Uh, Clearly. He did lots and lots of puffing. Entertainment <laughs> Weekly is really lazy Hufflepuff yeah. and puff. Uh, Laura, we'll start with you on this one. And it's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman is a Gryffindor. Is a Gryffindor. Interesting. What do you think, Will? Morgan I feel like if I stop saying Gryffindor now, it's going to come up. <laughs> so I'm going to say Gryffindor. I'm going to go with Ravenclaw. You can tell Patrick is a Harry Potter expert because he's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Patrick, very excited to win his own book right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going we to gotta have it. it. He can take it back. I got to have it. <laughs> we're going to mix it up now. I have the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Katy Perry. Is she a Gryffindor? Katy Perry. One has not come up yet. Will playing the odds here. <laughs> what do you think, Patrick? She's got to be Hufflepuff. Got to be a Hufflepuff, according to Patrick. I'm going to say Gryffindor unless Taylor Swift was on the panel. Then Taylor Swift would say Slytherin. Interesting. Interesting. True. I like the logic behind it. Unfortunately, Katy Perry is a Hufflepuff. Ugh. <laughs> Patrick may have written this article. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't read the byline. Uh, pa- Patrick. Jennifer Lawrence. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Slytherin. Slytherin. Will? Gryffindor. Will is on the board, finally. <laughs> She's, in fact, a Gryffindor. <laughs> hey, Laura. What? what? What Hogwarts house is Beyonce in? 
Oh, oh. oh Beyonce's a Gryffindor. All right. Gryffindor. Sasha Fierce. Mm. Slytherin. I, I think Slytherin too. And Slytherin. Yeah. Are you just saying that because Patrick, because Patrick said, it? said it first? Yeah. <laughs> this is the least confident I've been all night. <laughs> Which makes sense because she's a Gryffindor. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> Sasha Fierce. Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Ooh. Is this a big celebrity? How he made the, the Entertainment <laughs> yeah. Weekly list. How this is this is where my personal bias against Gryffindors is going to come in because I think he's Gaston. a he's all the bad parts of Gryffindor. Gaston. Interesting. Interesting. Gaston. I'm going to go with Gryffindor also. I'm going to go Gryffindor. I'm going to say Slytherin because his ambitions ultimately is undoing. Gaston is a Slytherin. Oh. Yeah. Very good. That's um, where I have a problem with people doing stuff like this because they forget there can yes, be bad Gryffindors sure. and they have ambition. I will say that the article I read mentioned that Slytherins are not bad people. They, there's a oh, lot they're of not. prejudice against them. <laughs> yeah. They just have ambition. That's the kind of like, I'm not racist, but. <laughs> like, I get, oh, not all well, Slytherins are bad. Well, I have friends in Slytherin. But I've, I, I have well, a Slytherin friend. Find me a not terrible Slytherin in the ben book. Ben Diesel. That's not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't he in the book? <laughs> you don't remember the Vin Diesel chapter? Yeah, he, was, he played the Whomping Willow. Yeah, he, he shows up on a motorcycle. Oh, he played ah. the Whomping Willow is a better joke. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, says the comedian. That's how you know it's a better joke. Uh, <laughs> I protest the Gaston answer. I want no, that. I agree. I Gaston is definitely Slytherin. Uh, no, you're wrong, sir. <laughs> sir that wrote a book about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a real interesting one, Patrick, for you. Uh, Aaron Burr. The, the historical figure? The historical figure, no, the, Aaron Burr. The musical guy. <laughs> well, that's what I that's was who it is. They, they literally only care because it's a musical. Uh, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. Um, uh, 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 Slytherin. Slytherin? I'm going to say Ravenclaw. He graduates Princeton in two years. And his overthinking everything kind of screws him. You know a lot about Aaron Burr. I'm going to go out on a limb say you know more than the writer of Entertainment Weekly about Aaron Burr. Out on a limb. What do you think, Will? I go Slytherin because I've, I've lost all faith in these writers. <laughs> they're being very basic and they're not looking into Slytherin. He's right. back to Slytherin. Yeah. They're... Yeah, no. Hamilton's the Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, duh. I mean, duh. Because with him, it's ultimately ambition. But Hamilton's a good guy, so it couldn't be a Slytherin. Yeah, but he has principles. Lin-Manuel Miranda's a Slytherin, Will. I'm st- I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> there were air quotes. Who's, yeah, you saw the air quotes. <laughs> Whose anniversary are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura. What? Yeah, there's a lot. No. Yeah, it's Laura's turn. It sure. doesn't matter. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah. <sighs> He's, he'd probably say he was a Hufflepuff, but I think other people would say he was a Gryffindor. He'd probably be like, I'm a Hufflepuff. I like people. So you're saying Gryffindor? I'm going to say Hufflepuff. You're going to say Hufflepuff. I'm saying Hufflepuff. So I'm not going to argue with The Rock. I'm saying Gryffindor. Yeah, well, you should have said Hufflepuff because ah! The Rock is, in fact, a Hufflepuff. Because <laughs> he's cuddly. I got good at this. <laughs> All right, well, here's a good one. All right. <laughs> Barb from Stranger Things. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, a squib. <laughs> she's a squib. A squib. Yeah. Who who is Barb from Stranger Things? Oh, she's some dead girl that the world the world's better off. Thank you. No, you you watched the show. I haven't like, watched the show. I, I just that, revealed I that, that I have. I bet and hope that girl dies. <laughs> well, fear not, she's dead. So you don't have to be annoyed by her wet, her wet blanket attitude. <laughs> She's so she's dead. Yep. And she does what? Nothing. That's she complains a whole bunch. <laughs> she she's a complaining ghost. No, she's a corpse now. <laughs> she she doesn't quite make it to ghost. Yeah. <laughs> what is the what is the first thing you think of when you think of her? Uh, ginger. <laughs> yeah, she's a redhead. If that factors in. Mom jeans. Subjective thing. Uh, she, she's, Mom jeans. She's the one that's like. When you, you probably shouldn't do that. When you spill soup on yourself, but then it gets cold and you're even more uncomfortable than when it was too hot. That's Barb. That's the feeling Barb gives you. Is she smart? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's kind of smart. Don't have sex with your friend. Never me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's Barb. That's Barb, that's Barb in a nutshell. Uh, and a bowl of soup for you. So who's who's up? Yeah, wait. <laughs> Patrick, it's your choice. That was my turn. I'm going to go with Ravenclaw on this. Ravenclaw? I was actually going to go Ravenclaw. And you went with Squib, Will? <laughs> Is that what you went with? I'll say, uh, Ravenclaw. Yeah, she's a Ravenclaw, despite, despite all of her faults. Well, I don't even of, know who she is. The rest of the internet would not have said squid. Um, you have to remember, yes. this was the internet. Yeah, and and she's alive, though dead. That's got to have some magical ability. She's, she's not she's alive. Straight she's up like dead. super dead. <laughs> yeah, but she's talking. She has some animation. She, she didn't not... start the show, Jed. I wish she had. <laughs> no, she like... You know how Ron barfs up slugs? Yeah. She's doing that, but less alive. <laughs> This is a character? Uh, spoilers for Street. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Eat slugs, Malfoy. Patrick. Yes. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Uh, Gryffindor. I have a lot of feelings. Gryffindor. Yo, think? she's a Slytherin. She's Slytherin. an ambitious, cunning, horrible human. Yeah, I'm going to answer these on principle. She is a Slytherin. I'm sorry, but Taylor Swift was expelled. Did not get a hug. She was expelled. She was expelled. For what? Why? Is Kanye the headmaster? That's that's what they said. She got expelled. She was expelled. But there's a lot of other people who should have got expelled also. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I agree. That's that's what entertainment we do. They don't expel anybody. They got expelled. I'm Kim Kardashian, the potions master. In order to have been expelled, she had to have been in the house. Unless she got got expelled during the sorting ceremony. (laughs) Yeah. On the train. She got exposed. <laughs> she broke up with like eight people on that train, to be fair. <laughs> and released three albums. Laura, final question. Ben Affleck. Oh, no. Ben Affleck. I'm going to say... Wait, are they... Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Who's up? Uh, Laura. Ben Affleck Laura. is very educated and very cerebral. I'm going to say Ravenclaw. Say Ravenclaw. Will? Mm-hmm. Gryffindor never failed. <laughs> Gryffindor's failed you many, many, many times. Does Entertainment Weekly like him? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. I'm saying Hufflepuff. Ben Affleck is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and if, if nothing else, this proves the validity of this list in that the expert cleaned up here. Will has three points, yeah. Laura has five, and Patrick has nine. <laughs> but I, I missed one, right? There or were ten <laughs> questions. <laughs> so Patrick, you're our winner. Congratulations. We and one of them was Taylor Swift got expelled. Yeah, I yeah, didn't get... That's th- the one you missed. <laughs> no, I missed the one other one. Did you miss another one? Yeah, I did. Uh, maybe I might oh, Gaston. Have to yeah, Gaston. Gaston, yeah. Gaston tri- tripped you up. Uh, you know why? Because he, he he does all his decorating with antlers. Uh, it no. just it boggles my mind. Yeah, yeah. It's a good look. Every last inch of him covered in hair. Uh, Laura, thank you so much for coming up here. Okay, bye. Uh, Patrick, we got to get out of here. Anything we'd like to plug? I would like to plug the Harry Potter conference. It's happening the week of October twenty, uh, the weekend of October twenty-first. We are almost out of spots. If you want to come to the event, it is. Without question, the most extensive academic experience on the discussion of Harry Potter. And if you're one of these people who want to take the conversation to the next level, it is happening at Chestnut Hill College on October 21st. Even if you don't have a paper to present, everything cool, anything, any angle, there's there's a... There's a, a paper on, on shipping, on uh, that is the relationship stuff. Okay, there's there's yeah, paper on fan fiction. not explain what shipping is to uh, us. I, I had to have it explained Dear to me you. because, you know, I'm you know, of another generation. I don't remember there being that many boats. Um, so it's uh, anything that's – anybody who's, who's having a serious and, and uh, in-depth conversation on Harry Potter is coming. And uh, if, you, if you are that kind of person, you should definitely be there. It's going to be a, an amazing event. And where can we find the book? Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it. You can go to the Schiffer uh, publishing website and get it there. Um, and uh, Or it's in a lot of books. I, I just got it down the street at BAM. BAM. Do you have a Twitter or anything? No, but you can find me at the Harry Potter Conference website. I'm the co-coordinator of that site. And you can also just look me up at, at uh, as a professor at Justin Hill College and get a hold of me there. Many people uh, send me emails about how much they hate the book, and they like to have me there to receive their vitriol. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. Uh, Will, anything to add? Well, if you guys want to go on Twitter and get hashtag I'm glad Barb's dead going, I'd appreciate it. All right. You don't have to do that. No, you do. <laughs> Hashtag spoilers. Don't be a barb. 
Uh, be sure to give us five stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLine.com. Make us the podcast of the month. You can also listen to us every Friday on Wildfire Radio. Upcoming shows include, on the 17th, we are going to have pro wrestler and game designer, The Problem Child, on the show. And then on the 24th, we are going to have the legends of the interwebs on to talk to us about Extra Life Day. And then on the 31st, we're not going to be here because it's Halloween and we don't want to be here. By all means. One more thing. I have to say, we have one branch of the conference still open and accepting papers. It is the high school section of the conference, and we are giving out scholarships to at least the top three essays. Last year, we gave out one $15,000 scholarship and two $10,000 scholarships for one Harry Potter essay. So if you're in high school or know someone in high school, get to the website, harrypotterconference.com, and we are accepting them until the 17th. Okay, wow. All right, excellent. I'll definitely, yeah, this will be out by then. That's awesome. So cool. Uh, so that's it for us. Uh, be sure I give all that other stuff. Like us on Twitter, all that other stuff. Where am I? Oh, yeah. We would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. <laughs> this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Woo! Woo! That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>